It is my understanding that Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty, is still accepting new team members. If you are a licensed realtor and maybe you're just getting out there and it's a little overwhelming, you're wondering why isn't this clicking for me, why isn't it happening, or you want to up your game, one-on-one training. Every agent keeps 90% of their commission earned regardless of how many homes you sell and For a $250 office fee per month, you get personal office space, conference room, gym access, internet, business cards, branded marketing, material, yard signs, plus, I mean, you get the mentorship of Emily Johnson. I'm just telling you, it's the best deal out there, and it's the best thing you can do for your career as a realtor. Uh, You can reach out to her, find her on social media. If you find any of that daunting, we do have that information in one location. You go to ksgf.com. Nick's endorsements, and you can find her there. Emily Johnson House Theory Realty. What were you telling me about the new Missouri hands-free law? I just got an email from the AAA affiliate from Missouri. New Missouri hands-free law has prevented 80 crashes so far. Uh, Do they explain how they know this? Cambridge Mobile Telematics, the world's largest telematics service provider today, announced the initial impact of Missouri's new hands-free law, which began on August 28, 2023. One month before the law, drivers in Missouri spent an average of one minute and 45 seconds of every hour behind the behind the wheel handling their phones since the law began distracted drivers in missouri has dropped to one minute and 42 seconds a reduction of 2.86 percent so how does that equate to them knowing that that saved 80 people from being in automobile accidents i don't know i mean there's a bunch of quotes after this i didn't read the whole thing but that's their little um you know like summary of the story so i'll have to read This is the sort of crap. Now, let me tell you, this is how we end up with news becoming propaganda. These press releases get sent out. And news outlets will rewrite them as stories. They Because here's what happens. And this is, I'm telling you, I really do. We saw it with COVID. But we have done ourselves so much damage in assigning expert status to people and organizations and then never questioning any, like we don't have to think for ourselves. Well, I just know an expert and they said this. How do you know they're an expert? Well, I was told they were an expert. Uh, okay. And so news outlets will get a press release from AAA. Well, I mean, their only interest is safety, right? And, you know, helping with driving and so forth. And, and I mean, obviously, they 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 just know now, these questions aren't asked. Like, well, how the hell do they come up with that number? That isn't like how can you possibly know this? Well, it's AAA. They just know. This is what they do. They're experts. So let's write up a news story. And there's a very very good chance that over the next forty eight hours, you will see or hear some news stories about th- this very thing. AAA says. Now, technically, it is an accurate news story to present it as AAA says. 
But in doing so, you are you. It, it is fair to say that your your viewers, your listeners, your readers are going to infer that it's true because you are presenting that person as an authority figure that is an expert. See, to me, that's not worth putting in a story unless you are going to do, you know, try to figure out, well, how does this even make sense? Where did this come from? To me, the story is about these organizations that will just put out this random stuff. I'm, you know, I'm sure I can imagine ways that they come up with this. You know, well, on average, how many accidents occur within a three-week period on average? Ah, this many. Uh, How many occurred uh, during, across the entire state since the three weeks that this has been into effect or however, you know, uh, oh, uh, this many. Well, that's 80 less. That means automatically it is because the, the reason that there was a drop in accidents, no other factors whatsoever, none. It is because of a law that says you can no longer text while driving. I don't know about you, but when I'm at a fort, when I'm at a stoplight, I look around and I see just as many people texting as before. I don't. I have not seen any real meaningful difference. I, that stuff just drives me nuts. These experts, experts. Uh, oh, this organization said, "Well, it saved this many lives." Or, "Well, if we do this, it's going to save this many lives." Well, how do you know that? Well, see, we created a model. See that this, that, those things, and so forth and so forth. Most of these studies are no different than. A study that shows that whenever there is an increase in people eating ice cream outside, there is also an increase in violence. Many of you may know, have heard this illustration in the past, but it does make the point and it makes it clearly and accurately. One could argue the, the, the way that these numbers, statistics, correlations, causations get thrown together and put out there, one could argue that eating ice cream leads to violence. Because when people, when there is an increase in the purchase and eating of ice cream, at the same time in this country, there are increased calls of domestic violence. There's increased calls of, because of you know, fights and, and assaults occurring. Therefore, that means that ice cream leads to violence. Well, no. Actually, what's occurring is people are more likely to eat ice cream during the summer. And during the summertime, you have an increase in assaults occur and fights and so forth. Just, you know, whether people get hot, they get agitated, they're outside more. You're more interactive than during the winter months when you're trapped inside your house. And, and, you know, you're not as engaged with other people. One doesn't have anything to do with the other. But this is a, a, a way that one or an organization can easily make claims that people will assume to be true because they will, you know, here's what we did. Oh, at the same time this happened, and so you don't need to ask any more questions. This led to this. You know where else we see it all the time. People of color are disproportionately pulled over by law enforcement. Therefore, police officers are racist. Automatic conclusion. Ice cream leads to violence. Police officers are racist. And now, 
I'm surprised they didn't go so far as to if they're saying 80 uh, plus accidents have been prevented or avoided because of the new no texting law. Uh, I wonder how many of those would have been fatalities. I'm sure we're saving lives at this point, right? I'm, clearly we must be. Latest news update. Good morning. I'm Color 10 and Fox 49's Jesse Inman. Bills of impeachment have been introduced for Mayor Samuel Snyder in Willard. This comes less than two weeks after the Board of Aldermen publicly censured the mayor. The controversy started when the mayor fired the interim city administrator who was hired while Snyder was away at a conference. At the time, the mayor said he fired her because she was unqualified. The board then voted to censure Snyder and keep the city administrator in her role. The impeachment vote comes in October. A police chase in West Springfield damages multiple vehicles. An erratic driver was going the wrong way on West Bypass, according to Greene County deputies. Deputies pursued the red BMW until the suspect crashed into a utility pole near Sunshine in Kansas. Three cars were towed and the suspect was arrested. For Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. First alert forecast from Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt, sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvement. Sunny 84 today, cloud 63 tonight, mostly sunny with a high tomorrow of 84. Look. Yes. Sarah Myers. Thank you. Well, we had some pretty severe storms move through the Ozarks, especially in our northern listening area, uh, kind of the St. Clair County, of course. Hickory County. I don't know, St. Clair County. They're always they, under always. the gun. Always. There is never a warning or watch issue that doesn't involve St. Clair County. And if there's only one county that's been issued, it's St. Clair County. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just always. It's always St. Clair County. I don't know what it is You up guys there. and gals up there. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> but I know Polk County was also hit as well. So no. if you are in those areas, Clinton, Bolivar, so on and so forth, and you notice that you had some wind damage or some hail damage, or maybe your gutters were just not keeping up with the uh, the recent rainfall, I want to recommend my friends over at the Pyramid Roof roofing company. Now, I love to recommend them because they make the roofing process as simple as possible. Whenever I called Josh and his team to come out to my house to take a look at my roof, I knew that I was going to be that worst case scenario. And I was because my roof had not been replaced for many, many years. And you could just tell that they had different shingles over here, different shingles over there. And I had to end up getting brand new decking, new shingles, new gutters, new vents, the whole nine yards. And I got it not only on um, my house, but I also had have a detached garage and a cellar as well. And they made the process, like I said, just incredibly simple from start to finish. Uh, So that's why I love to recommend Josh and his team. So if you are out there and you're thinking, you know, it is time to go ahead, get a new roof, or you just want to go ahead and do a free roof inspection and make sure that everything is okay, Josh and his team, they will get you taken care of. Now, you can find all of the contact information for the Pyramid Roofing Company under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at ksgf.com. Travis Kelsey jersey shot up 400% in sales after the whole Taylor Swift. <laughs> yes, I saw that. <laughs> Just see all these. I guess there's Taylor Swift fans, I, I suppose. I, I'm assuming. I, yeah, one would assume. They're also really railing on uh, Brittany Mahomes now. You know, they're trying to create this little battle. Like, mm-hmm. uh-oh, Taylor's moving in on your turf. Yes. Maybe they'll become besties. Maybe. They'll, you know, do the little charm bracelets. Yeah. Head down to Pandora together. I got to turn that light off above you. It's driving me nuts. I know. It's awful. It's horrible. I got to turn it off. I tell you the thing, and I people are talking about this to some degree, too, and it is... I saw it, and I just... I've gotten to the point I ignore a lot of this, but... 
he's pushing the new COVID vaccine w- with the flu shot. The whole concept is doing two things at once, and and uh, him, you know having all these uh, uh different scenarios play out in his head of doing a couple things at once and is it wall is it a walgreens ad i think it's a walgreens ad it's it, anyway and it's just like why does anybody push that stuff anymore Prote- I, I i get it if you are specifically but here's the thing if it's an ad if it is uh gosh who who's a really uh, it's Michael Douglas or Clint Eastwood and their ads running during Matlock. I, I can, I can understand because you're talking about the segment of the population that does have a vulnerability factor, but that's not really the audience for that. Uh, if if that's the audience you're targeting, you are failing by having an NFL player during a game um, promote it, and so that tells me they're promoting it to people who just don't need it. And why? And with all the, I, I don't. It's just like whatever. I I don't think that it matters. I I don't know that at this point people who haven't gotten any or it, or i know some people who are like well i got the fir-, and then the first booster but after that after they started churning them out like cd of the month club that's essentially what these different updates and boosters have become i don't even try to keep track anymore i don't even know are they all just how many boosters there are there was somebody that's i think they said they had 7 or 8 that they've had is that i guess a thing i would yeah i think it that is that is insane that is to a me lot. Well, the reason it's insane is because we know that they're no better off than people who haven't had it at all. That's what's so crazy about it. I just don't. It is a fascinating glimpse into human behavior, ultimately, Uh, though I don't believe there will be any widely recognized studies on that because... (laughs) <laughs> because it would not reflect well on the entire COVID shot fiasco, the entire vaccine. I mean, the fact that they have evolved people into, and even I just did it, referencing it as a vaccine when it isn't even a vaccine. This is the redefining of words that we have become accustomed to. It is a vaccine as much as Theraflu is a vaccine. Or what is it, emergency, or some of those that they they reduce your symptoms. It doesn't make, like for example, I, I took some Theraflu last night because of blah, blah, I got going on. It wasn't because I thought it was going to prevent me from getting the flu or make it go away and cure me, but the symptoms, it, it helps diminish the symptoms. And if you are a a much older person, very vulnerable, that can be the difference between having some serious, complicated um, repercussions uh, from the the flu versus uh, not, because the symptoms, your body isn't as labored with the symptoms. But Theraflu is not a vaccine. We don't call it a vaccine, but we call these COVID shots vaccines, even though they do essentially the same thing that Theraflu does for the flu. They don't stop you from getting it. It doesn't stop you from spreading it. I mean, I can't believe we're still having this conversation, yet we've got these parallel worlds going on. There is the world 
in which people are, well, they have a, a, a variation of perspectives when it comes to the vaccine. But then you have the world of people who just believe that the vaccine is just absolutely necessary. And why wouldn't you take it? Because it completely protects you from ever getting COVID. And then if you do get it, well, it prevented me from dying because everyone else who gets it, uh, if you didn't have a COVID quote vaccine and you get COVID, then you're going to die. Right. Which of course is not true at all. And not to mention the numerous studies that have shown that people who have natural immunity are actually better off. The studies that show that the mask don't work, the studies that show the six feet don't work, even um, uh, the CDC admitted that was a number totally made up. The CDC, it wasn't long after the whole wipe everything down, the CDC came out and said, hey, actually, that doesn't work. You don't need to do it. But it was still happening everywhere, all over the place anyway. It's just so bizarre to me. I feel sometimes like an alien in this real weird world in which I'm grounded in reality. I just look at the facts and they're swirling around me. Uh, Just people live in make-believe. Now, I know you're with me. Most of you are on that. But I see these ads and I see Travis Kelsey doing the ads of pushing the coat. I'm like, what? Is this two years ago again? What is this still happening? Is this still going on? It really is the in in my lifetime the most prolific superstition ever. We look back on eras past and we laugh at some of the things that human beings would do to quote protect themselves. Things that we're like they did what? That doesn't even make sense. Why would they do that? Well, they just, you know, got caught up there. You know, the village expert told them, well, if you do this, then these things won't happen. And everyone, because he was the expert, you don't question the village expert. He knows, he's wise. Uh anyone who questions uh the, the expert gets run out of town and and I, I the the COVID vaccines and the masks and all this stuff, it it's like carrying a rabbit's foot. Or a lucky blanket around, or wearing your lucky jersey on on uh, you know football uh, or you know Super Bowl Sunday or whatever to help your team, uh, even though you know really it doesn't work, but still you do it anyway because it makes you feel better. Okay. Coming up, Charlemagne the God labels Biden donkey of the day for referring to rapper LL Cool J as boy. Played this audio yesterday which Joe Biden trying to demonstrate his street cred over the weekend at a Congressional Black Caucus event, did a shout-out to LL Cool J. He actually called him LL J Cool J, and then referred to him as boy. He corrected himself. Uh, Boy, of course, is a derogatory term that is associated with White people, particularly white men who feel superior to black people, goes back to the days of slavery where they're not really men. They're, you know, they're, they're property, they're boys. And so uh, Biden did that. And uh, there is a little bit of pushback. I want to talk about that next. I'm Nick Reed. Hey, we have uh, Heroes Breakfast coming up this Friday at Scramblers. If you are a veteran, come by as we broadcast live. You're going to get free breakfast. That thanks to the generosity and kindness of Scramblers. They really do love veterans there. I mean, all the gals who work, everyone, they just love you to death. And it's a way that they uh, want to show their appreciation along with uh, the good folks at Air Services, Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, Electrical, Delta Roofing, and Serenity Honors. Uh, Two text messages. One... Uh, shame 
or I feel like an alien too. Shame on Travis Kelsey, and I was one of his biggest fans. Another noting, I've had COVID three times and zero shots. Well, that clearly isn't true because you would have been dead after the first round of COVID. First alert forecast from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny 84 for a high today. Cloud 63 tonight, mostly sunny tomorrow. High of 84. Uh, I saw they they were doing a live shot. UAW workers noting that uh, Biden is at some point going to be there uh, with those strikers. I just... I. I Listen, I'm going to be honest. I really am looking forward to it. What being time a potential is he supposed to be I, there? I don't know. I don't, I don't know that there is a specific time. I'm going to look. I just really want it to go badly. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it, bad when he does, it's just a hilarious train. It's sad, but yeah, it's that weird. Sometimes you just got to laugh. And it's awful that his family and that the Democrat Party continues to put him in these horrible awful situations i mean the guy's legacy is going to be an absolute embarrassing joke um and the democrat party is is just you know forcing this to happen and uh, you know uh, no compassion there cold-heartedness but nonetheless again at some point you just got to laugh and so I, i really uh really 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 am um Honestly, I'm just being honest, hoping that something that tomorrow morning we're going to be laughing about playing the audio of uh, occurs. Who knows? Uh, speaking of vehicles, that's, oh, my, that's my throw to you. Sorry. Well, I was trying to get on the White House to see what time he was going to be there, but I haven't figured it out yet. Uh, if, if only think, it were if it were in the evening, it'd be better because, you know, the sundowning. But I believe it's going to be 1135 a.m. So and well, then he'll yeah, be out there. I imagine eleven thirty five a.m. I don't. I don't know why I said a.m. like that. Uh, no, it looks it's like probably... noon. Are they in the same time zone as us? Where is this, Michigan? Uh huh. Wayne County, Michigan. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Well, it says noon, so I don't know if that's noon our time. I don't know if yeah, don't they're know. in a different time zone. But hey, you know what I do know? Michigan. I, Michigan. But you know what I do know? And that is Avis, the car rental company, and their long-term rental program. Now, I've been telling you about it for, uh, I don't know, a couple months now. And one of the things that I mention is... Uh, you have no more trips to the DMV and you have no vehicle maintenance that you have to worry about. I actually reached out to Lauren over at Avis the other day because it is time for me to get my oil changed. And I also have a slow leak in one of my tires on my long-term rental. And I was like, I don't know how this works because I haven't done it yet. And Lauren's like, no problem. Here's how it works. And it's super simple. Uh, I scheduled an appointment with the Avis out at the airport and I've got myself an appointment and they're going to get it all taken care of. Uh, And I was like you know what that is super simple now the long-term rental program it is great if you are looking to purchase a vehicle here soon and you are really wanting to do kind of that ultimate test drive before you make that commitment it's also really great if you are a person who leases your vehicles and you're wanting more flexibility or if you are a business owner and you are looking to add to your fleet of vehicles now avis they have everything from uh the new ford f-250s um they have the chevy trailblazers they have uh toyota forerunners they have chevy bolt EVs. So they really do have something for every lifestyle. Now, if you want more information on the long-term rental program, just swing by the Avis store. It's located off of Fort and Sunshine. Speak to Lauren. And of course, you can always find their contact information under the Sarah's endorsements tab at ksgf.com. 
Charlemagne the God labels Biden donkey of the day for referring to rapper LL Cool J as boy. Part of the problem here is that just donkey of the day. Donkey of the day. Like, oh, yeah. The Breakfast Club co-host Charlemagne the God called out President Biden on Monday for butchering a famous rapper's name at a public event and referring to him as boy. Biden made headlines, multiple gaffes at the Congressional Black Caucus Foundation's annual legislative conference over the weekend as Biden praised, quote, two of the great artists of our time representing the groundbreaking legacy of hip hop in America. He referred to LL Cool J as LLJ Cool J. Situation worsened when Biden pivoted and tried to praise the rapper actor by saying, by the way, that boy has got he's got man has got got big or biceps bigger than my thighs. What is that? Remember when he was in Hawaii and he tried to crack a joke in the midst of, you know, the carnage and dead bodies charred everywhere. And he was talking about the former mayor or something or not like the mayor or that he was talking about. If he had played against him in football, remember that? I do. And he talked about his arms as a. a, a, This guy's weird. He is a weirdo. He is just weird. Talking about biceps all the time and arm or legs and leg hair and. I. You know what? He has. He's he's leveled up from weirdo to freak. In my assessment, my my professional assessment, he's now a freak. Just based off his own things that he said. Not, that's not even including an assessment based off of stuff from like his daughter's diary. You know, that's a whole nother. What's after freak? Level. I'm just kind of curious. Hmm. I don't know. That's a good question. Because it went from weirdo to freak. I mean, there's going to be a point where he does enough to level up. I'm just curious what's after that level. I don't know. I'm going to have to think about that. <laughs> we'll take suggestions on I, the American yep. transmission. Put you on the Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> what does somebody yell at someone after freak after they've leveled up? I don't know. Uh, donkey of the day for Monday, September 25th goes to the 46th president of the United States of America, Joe Biden, he said. A lot of people are upset that Joe Biden referred to LL Cool J as a boy, as you can hear. He corrected himself on the spot. You know why Joe Biden corrected himself? Because he's 137 years old. He fully understands the word boy. In a racial context around a white man referring to a black man as a boy, you see boy is absolutely a white racist word when used in a certain context. All right, now let's just look at this here. First off, any time, and it's rare, but it has occurred, a person that's either conservative or even not even political in nature has said something, let's just say accidentally, that was a racial racial term. They're out on their butt. And what what are we told? You don't say something like that on accident unless it's something that you're used to saying in private. That that's the the standard uh, uh, mantra, if you will, whenever you have some. And we there was a what was he a meteorologist in St. Louis last year, and he was talking about. I don't even remember, but he accidentally said something ra- a racial sort. It was clear he did not mean to. It was clear that it wasn't in any way, shape, or form his intent, but they cut him anyway. Maybe it wasn't St. Louis. It was some market. And the chatter was all about how, well, you don't accidentally say something like that unless it's something you're used to saying. But if you are a Democrat, 
that rule doesn't apply. There was a lieutenant governor that was somewhat high profile out of California by the name of Cruz Bustamante. And I believe he was running for governor um, during, maybe it was, uh, I don't recall what period of time, but I think it was governor. He was running for higher office. And he was speaking before the NAACP and used the the full-blown N-word on accident, not once, but twice. Twice. One of his biggest offenders, Al Sharpton. Well, he didn't mean to. It was because he's a lefty. Charlemagne the God here frames what Joe Biden said. He himself frames it as racist and that it is, quote, absolutely a white racist word when used in a certain context. So he's 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 not even dismissing this as not being racist. He's saying this is flat out racist. And what is the what is the repercussion for Joe Biden? Oh, he's the morning show's donkey of the day. Is it any wonder that the Democrat Party demonstrates absolutely when it comes down to it, through their behavior, no respect for the black community? The black community bends over backwards to apologize for, to dismiss, to justify, or downplay the racist actions, terms, verbiage that is used by Democrats versus anyone else. What else, what do you think the result is going to be when you take a particular grouping of individuals in this instance, the Democrat Party, and no matter what they say, how racist it is, and I mean, of course, you all know, there's there's a whole litany of things that Joe Biden has said in the past that are playing off of racist stereotypes, that is racist terminology. He is taught, I mean, Kamala Harris, his own vice president, declared him to be a racist when he was running for the presidency. Yet, donkey of the day on the morning show. I also love how this is a guy who was on, and he was on Charlemagne the God's show when he made the comments about, if you don't support me, you ain't black. Are you really shocked that he would refer to a black rapper as a boy when this is the guy who on your show told you and your black audience, this old, rich, senile white guy, that you don't count as a black person unless you support him? And then you did it. You really think that that fosters a relationship of respect and dignity when as a grouping of people you get treated that way, you get talked to that way? And then you act as if, oh, it's no big deal. We'll have you back. 
Now, here's the thing, and this is just the truth. In the minds of the Democrats, they can do whatever they want to you. You'll still vote for them. That, that's in their mind. They can be the party of slavery. That fought tooth and nail, used filibusters, used everything they could in order to continue to enslave black people, to segregate black people, set up abortion clinics in black neighborhoods for the purpose of thinning out the black population. That was the vision of Margaret Sanger, the head of Planned Parenthood. And in their minds, they can do all that to you and you're still going to be 80%, 90% voting for them. And then you're shocked when Joe Biden refers to a black rapper as boy or tells you uh, essentially that he owns the black bed. If you don't support me, I declare you ain't black. That, that, that surprises you. Doesn't surprise me. It's learned behavior. It's disgusting. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. Final message here from Sarah Myers of her career. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Why would you do this? See, everyone panicked. Everyone panicked. Everybody was probably like, yeah, get her off there. Yeah, we've never liked her. That's right. That's okay. Yep, that's Uh, right. Well, you know who does like me? Bruce Beatles over at Beatles Property Maintenance. Now, first things first, Beatles is spelled B E A D L E S. And I was having a conversation with Bruce last week about just different jobs that he's seen kind of an influx of and one thing he mentioned was there has been a lot of termite damage recently but also with these storms that we had roll through the ozarks uh, kind of friday and saturday they have been doing a lot of sump pump installs and another thing he also mentioned which is kind of if you have a deck you should put this on your radar or if it's something that you are wanting to have repaired. He says that oftentimes people, as they kind of wrap up the summertime and we move into the fall and the colder weather happens, people aren't using their decks anymore, but they are wanting to go ahead and get them repaired for next year. So if that is the case, if that sounds like something that you want done, he highly recommends that you make sure to give him a call, get that scheduled as soon as possible before that colder weather hits. Now, also, Beatles Property Maintenance, they can help you out with a ton more things like mold remediation water restoration, crawl space repairs, you name it, Beatles Property Maintenance, they can probably help you out. So if you do have a home repair or a list of maintenance items that needs to be addressed, highly recommend Beatles Property Maintenance. You can find all of their contact information under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at ksgf.com. So I referenced in conversation about Joe Biden and we've, while discussing him in the past and his behavior and the things that he focuses on as a weirdo. And I decided that he's leveled up to freak. And then you ask, well, what's after that? And I don't know. A uh, number of suggestions from a number of you. One, uh, level up to super freak. Oh. And then criminal after mm-hmm. that. I like super freak. Yeah, super freak. Uh, perv being uh, a suggestion and sociopath. Yeah, I think sociopath. And then after that, psychopath. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Deranged. That should be in there somewhere. Some of these things, though, dovetail one another. They're not necessarily a level up or a level down as much as, as uh, sharing certain personality traits and characteristics with uh, additional flair to it. That's our president. Republicans have unveiled witness lineup and first impeachment hearing. Prompting the impeachment inquiry, specifically the unclassified FD-1023 FBI form. 
that contains confidential human source information outlining bribery efforts regarding Joe Biden. The tip describes the arrangement in which Burisma CEO Mykola Shalevsky uh, hired Hunter Biden to secure access to his father, upon whom he learned to secure the firing of then, or, uh, or leaned, rather, on to secure the firing of then-Ukrainian prosecutor Shokin, who was investigating the firm. The hearing is going to feature, this is the, the first uh, three witnesses, George Washington University Law Professor Jonathan Turley, former Assistant Attorney General, United States Department of Justice Tax Division Eileen O'Connor, and forensics accountant, accountant Bruce Dubinsky. Uh, the committee announced on Monday. Now, you may hear those names. You're like, well, wait a minute. What do those have to do? What do those people have to do with anything? <clears throat> I thought that we would be talking about people who had personal knowledge of the situation. What I imagine is occurring here is these are experts in their own fields. For example, one Justice Tax Division uh, uh, Assistant Attorney General of the U.S. Department of the Justice Tax Division, forensics accountant. These are people who um, evaluate financial transactions and so forth and recognize and understand what is legal and what is illegal. So I suspect what they're doing here, this isn't about providing more evidence. It is about having evidence that already exists, presenting it to experts in these fields and asking them, is this legally something that is problematic? Uh, that way, it's not just Republican politicians that are saying, well, this is illegal. Having people that are experts in financial forensics, having experts when it comes to taxes, having, you know, that. So I, I imagine that is what this is going to be about, because that is one of the uh, marketing arguments that Democrats continue to use hilariously while calling for Menendez to drop out or to step down as a U.S. senator because of allegations that he has done the exact same thing the Bidens are uh, accused of doing. But the marketing has been, well, that's not evidence of anything illegal. Okay, well, here are experts in these fields. And so here, as a, 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 a an expert in forensics when it comes to bookkeeping and so forth, here, this is what we have and this is what we know. Is this evidence of something wrong? Is this evidence of illegal activity? Okay, so here we have, according to this expert, this person that has been used as an expert that is saying, yes, we do have evidence. And I think that, frankly, that's a pretty good approach to take because much of what is Go, it, it, there is the marketing aspect of this. How does this play with the American public? And it is clear that with a segment of the population, a successful approach that's been taken by Democrats is just deny that it's evidence of any wrongdoing. Just claim, well, that doesn't prove anything. That's no evidence of wrongdoing. So to have people that are experts in the field say, uh, yeah, it is, then the response of that can be, well, it is according to the experts. It is according to this person. I'm going to go ahead and uh, get one last 30-second break in and uh, share a couple other – there's this horrible story, horrible story out of Wisconsin, and it is, again, policies of the left where the state of Wisconsin is forcing female inmates to live with a man who raped his own 10-year-old daughter because he has decided that he's a woman. 
And so a judge has said, despite the fact that he's a violent sexual sexual offender, yep, you get to go live with women. Confined. They will be confined with you. Because, of course, you know, the party of women. We have Heroes Breakfast coming up Friday. If you're a veteran, free breakfast at Scramblers as we broadcast live from 6A to 9A. That, thanks to Delta Roofing, Serenity Honors, Air Services, Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, Electrical, and, of course, Scramblers. Mark Campbell, registered sex offender, first-degree sexual assault, raping his 10-year-old daughter. Thanks to the state of Wisconsin, he is now housed in a women's prison in Fond du Lac. Despite his biology and the heightened threat he poses to women based on the nature of his crime, the Wisconsin Department of Corrections has allowed him to be categorized as female. Because after all, who are we to tell him otherwise? It is a man's world, after all. After he declared himself female, the Wisconsin Department of Corrections subsequently determined that he would be incarcerated with female inmates. Campbell began serving his 34-year sentence in 2007 and has since been receiving wrong sex hormones, claiming to be a woman named Nicole. In 2013, he requested a surgical operation to mutilate his male genital organs in order to appear more female. He was initially declined for not meeting prerequisites. In 2016, he sued the Department of Corrections for not allowing him to undergo the procedure, claiming it was an Eighth Amendment violation in 2019. The Seventh U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that, quote, clearly established law did not require Wisconsin prison officials to provide Campbell with gender dysphoria treatment beyond hormone therapy. But as a December 2020, or as of rather, a federal judge ruled that Wisconsin must offer Campbell taxpayer-funded transition surgery and move him to a women's prison while awaiting the surgery, according to reports from the Daily Signal. In his ruling, U.S. District Judge James Peterson referred to Campbell by inaccurate female pronouns, arguing the disfiguring genital surgery was necessary because Campbell was still, quote, in anguish thanks to his gender dysphoria, the poor child rapist. Campbell's status as a sex offender is an unusual for male inmates with whom female prisoners are forced to live. According to the Daily Signal's reporting on Wisconsin data, 81 of the 161 male inmates who claim to be women have been convicted of sexual assault or sexual abuse, so just over half. But hey, always looking out for the women, right? Well, there's absolutely no way to transition from that horrific story to the following, so I'll just go into it. Uh, The Office is set to return with creator Greg Daniels working on a reboot at the end of the WGA strike. Had you heard about this? No. This is like the best news. Uh, There's not a lot of detail on it. There's some belief that it's going to sort of be like, uh, it's not necessarily going to have the same characters, but it's going to be an attempt to essentially have another office, if you will. Uh, Like I said, details are thin, but I just don't think that this is possible in this day and age. There have even been interviews 
with some of the former actors of The Office that say, yeah, you could not make some of the episodes you did today. Some of the best episodes that exist of The Office, I don't think in this day and age you could make. It's true. People would do- and so I think what's going to happen here is they recognize, as they oftentimes do, here's something that was really, really popular, but then they're going to take out the parts that made it really, really popular mm-hmm. and maybe add in stuff that, you know, the wokeness that's going to completely defeat the purpose. But we shall see and we shall hope. Talk to you tomorrow. I'm Nick Reed.